Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Thomas, and I have along with me a, a new co-host. Hey, everybody! It's Jacob Dotson with Thomas. And Jacob's not an unfamiliar voice; he's been on podcasts before. And we also have a return guest that we're interviewing. Not your first time, so why don't you reintroduce yourself? I'm Dick Barrett, the conference minister, and this is my second time on the yeah. Ohio Conference podcast. So I'm looking forward to it. And by now, you're just like a grizzled veteran of the the Ohio Conference ministry. Oh yeah, and, I have it all figured out. And, yeah. Uh, well, we were waiting for someone to do that. So. <laughs> We're really glad to be able to meet with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, yeah it's great to be here and uh, great to be uh, to answer some of the questions that you might have. Yeah, and we haven't had a podcast come out since I think ACA. Some of the things, the re- reflections, and things that came out of ACA. So that's a pretty long gap. I think that's all Bill's fault. He just dropped off the face <laughs> of the earth. You didn't realize how instrumental he was in the. Yeah, I don't know if we'll go that far, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope he's enjoying his sabbatical yes. and he's not allowed to listen to this because this is church related. So if he listens, he's in trouble. He's yeah. violating his sabbatical understandings. We've got a number of questions, but why don't you just give us a little update on, on Dick? You you started officially January 1, so you've got eight months on the job. Full-time officially January 1st. So uh, it's been, I guess we're now into the eighth month. So yeah. uh, it seems like it's gone by very fast and it's been very <laughs> full, but but exciting. And, and a lot of things have happened in your first eight months. Um, yes, um, things that were not planned. And it's almost like, seems like there's been a little bit of lull since ACA. And uh, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of our pastors have been on sabbatical. And so, uh, and not a lot going on conference. So it seems like we're just starting to gear up again for some of the things that are coming in the fall. And then, of course, we, had, we lost our moderator, Bob Sauter, suddenly, after, shortly after ACA. Spent some time looking for a new conference moderator and um, some other positions that we need to fill. Yeah, I think we all were surprised and, and mourned Bob's loss. He did so much for for conference. I mean, what people saw and what people didn't see—that was incredible. So, yeah, that's that's a big loss. How is leadership team doing in the wake of his? Yeah, so we spent a lot of time uh, discerning and asking uh, to who might be the person to fill. His shoes, and I'm pleased to announce that this will be the first for Ohio conferences. Oh. As of last night, we have somebody that has accepted the position. Wow. Breaking so news on Ohio great. conferences. That's exciting. <laughs> yes. yes. So, uh, oh, Norm can uh, get cue up a drum roll here or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, uh, pleased to announce that Lynn Miller from Tedrow Mennonite Church who's been a member of Tedro all his life and has been involved in conference with some things as a delegate and on the uh, stewardship ministry hmm. team, has decided to accept the, uh, Great. the position. I think he might have been on a podcast at one point when we interviewed Tedro's leadership about the kind of the process that they were going through because they were deciding where what direction they were going to go as a church. And I think Lynn was instrumental in that. If I'm thinking of the same person. Yes, yes. and that's yeah. one of the re, one of the things that people, reasons that they recommended him and is, is the gifts that he brings. And uh, he comes from a background of business. He mm-hmm. started his own software company 
back way back in 1995 by himself, and wow. it now has 30 employees in two different locations. So he has that background, and uh, yeah, yeah, just had some of the gifts that we really were looking for. Great. So if you want to learn a little bit about Lynn, you can search the archives and find ah. a little bit there. But I'm sure you and guys will be sending things out uh, within yeah. the next couple of days. Great. That's great news. Wow. Excellent. How is the progress going to replace Cliff right now? So Cliff's uh, decision to uh, step back from the regional pastor and uh, put some more time into his position at Archbold at Zion and uh, also to go to spiritual direction training is something he's wanted to do for quite a while. So he just felt that was time. So that's been a little bit more sudden or more recent than uh, Bob's passing. So we're still working with that, but we have a couple of people that have expressed interest. Um, so we ask our conference and the listeners to keep that in prayer as mm-hmm. we move forward to trying to find the person to fill that position. And Cliff is doing well. Uh, I mean, I know he had significant surgery of some sort. He had heart surgery yeah. in November, and so he's doing well from that. And then he had some back issues, but his health has been doing much better. Okay. So this wasn't necessarily health-related. It was just more of a, a sense of it was that time in Good. his life to, to do something different. So, yeah. and In fact, this week as we speak, he's at uh, Spiritual Direction Training at AMBS. Okay. So we're just going to rehire him as a conference spiritual director? It then, might. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With probably not as much money to work with in the budget for that. <laughs> we'll pay him less and yes. just have him take care of all of our problems. Well, good. Cliff, if you're listening, we're grateful for the tenure that you've given us. Yes. And we know you had a, a lot on your plate during those years. And we appreciate what you've given us. And we plan on still seeing you around at different events. Yes. And then the other um, the other change on the leadership team was that uh, Vero Brubaker, who was the credentialing ministry chair had been doing transitional work in Ohio Conference. His latest one is actually in Pennsylvania, so he had to step back from the credentialing ministry chair. And uh, we have Vicki Yoder mm-hmm. from Sharon in Plain City who has agreed to be the ministry chair. So you now have a full leadership team. Yes, yeah, wow. for the first time yeah, since I came on. Yeah, so. that's great. So the five leadership team people then, so it's been a pretty significant turnover in the last 12 months. Then, so, so myself yeah. and... Paula Snyder Belusic is the assistant moderator, mm-hmm. and she just started in April. Yeah. And Vicki Yoder is the credentialing ministry chair, so she just came on. Mm-hmm. And then Mel Hathaway and from the Gifts Discernment and Dean Fobb from yeah. the stewardship ministry. And then Lynn the will be the conference moderator. Yeah, yeah. so we have kind of a, exciting about a new team and a yeah. couple holdovers to keep us, uh, to remind us what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that is exciting to know you got a, a full team to yes. work with now yes. and you can start uh, yeah. moving forward yes. on some things. Yeah. So what is on the docket of, of leadership team? What are, what are some of the things? I mean, I'm sure you've just been trying to catch up the last number of months, but now as you kind of are caught up, at least in your positions are filled, do you have things you're working towards? And- so we, um, besides the personnel, then our primary focuses have been on leadership development. We continue to have pastoral openings in different places. There just isn't as many that are provided by the denomination as far as names. How can we develop leaders from within mm-hmm. our own uh, conference? And so we've been looking at some different programs. Uh, most recently, last week was my first meeting on the board at Journey Leadership Program through AMBS. Um, in fact, Jacob has been participating over the last year. We have come on board as one of the sponsoring conferences. We have another pastor and mentor that are going to be participating in that beginning next month. So um, 
we're kind of excited about that as well. So let's back up a couple of things we want to unpack that maybe the three of us in this room understand, but probably not everyone's. A, a church has a pastoral transition. A pastor is, is leaving. Uh-huh. They call Ohio Conference and say, hey, so-and-so is resigning. Uh, we need a pastor. And then you said, so Ohio Conference then has access to some list of, of ministers that you mentioned. How, how does that work? As part of Mennonite Church USA, uh, one of the things that um, is a benefit to us is that there's a database, a national database that has mm-hmm. people throughout the nation that either are coming out of seminary or are feeling called to pastoral ministry. And so they fill out what's called an MLI, a Ministerial Leadership Information Form, mm-hmm. and that gets put on and then our regional pastors and myself have access to that database. Okay. But there just isn't as many people coming out of seminary that are actually looking to be pastors, and so that database has actually decreased. Uh, Cliff and Ralph say it was once about 50 people, and right now it has about 15 people. Okay, so. 15 for all the churches across MCUSA, the yes. whole country. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when a church has an opening, there's currently a pool of 15 candidates. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, that's why leadership team then is looking at other channels to find pastoral leadership. That's, yes. Okay. Almost like we're going back into our history of of calling people from our congregations. And yeah. So it's our responsibility as pastors and as members of the congregations to try to discover people that might have leadership yeah. gifts. Good. And then the journey program is one option for that. You that, guys that's both just have one a- option, and it's mostly for pe- for people that maybe more at, towards the beginning of their journey into exploring whether they're feeling called to leadership, haven't gone to seminary, but it's it's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the interesting thing about the journey program is that they cover like five main areas over a three-year period, and so somebody will learn things about biblical interpretation, Anabaptist history, and mission, what it means to minister in a church context, and so it kind of gives them some of the things you would touch on in seminary, but in a more um, bite-sized way that they can um, they can still be in their own home context while they're learning. And, and another interesting thing, just from the one year that we've been able to participate in it, it's fascinating to see the mix of people. There are people participating from not only different states and around our church, but also coming from other cultures that are participating. And it's a really rich mix of people. So. All over the world, right? All over the There's world. some different right. countries even. Different countries, <laughs> right. It's been exciting to at least at this point to see this kind of unfold and uh, there are a lot of potential there for, for our conference and for the future. So that's just one of the ways that we're yeah. looking at and trying to explore. Are there some other ways that we can try to find uh, pastors from to serve our churches? Mm-hmm. Is there a group that uh, Terry Shu works with and does some coaching, uh, like le- leadership mentoring? There is a program through the Mennonite Church as well. And more like an initiation program for for newer pastors. I'm not sure where that oh, is, is that right MIP? now. MIP? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. What, min- Ministry Inquiry Program? I, I know that's designed for college age. This is actually designed for pastors that have just are just beginning. Okay. And it kind of walks with them through their first couple years. Um, but I'm not sure if that is even still going. or Okay. I, I feel like um, Matthew Peterson at Midway might be somebody who's plugged into something yeah. like that right now. I remember him talking about that, so. So part of it is just finding out all the things that are going on or that we can tap into. Mm-hmm. Some of the other things that we're looking at as a leadership team is continuing to focus on where we have been, where we feel God has led us the last couple of years, mm-hmm. especially with that gathered and sent initiative. And it seems like God has led us to the place of focusing on church planting or, or what does it mean? To, we, we talk about what does it mean to be missional and we've 
it seems like the feedback that we're getting is we've spent the last three or four years talking about it, which mm-hmm. we have had to, and, and we've had some good speakers come in, but how do we take it to the next level of, of doing action with it? Yeah. And how does that tie into the initiative that we've had about with the missional discipleship groups that many of the churches are participating in? So we're continuing to look at that, um, and specifically with both of the initiatives, the missional discipleship initiative and the church planting through the Sent Network are sponsored by Mennonite Mission Network. And so that uh, we have had several pastors that have expressed an interest in being part of the Sent network which starts next month and their primary focus is over the next nine months is helping them to explore how we might be able to plant some churches throughout ohio conference so mission network has co-opted our little phrase of sent i thought we came up with that like no one else can be sent right we did not copyright it yeah, a lot. yeah. <laughs> how much we could have made off that yeah so uh, yeah so they've taken our phrase and uh, and that's interesting and and exciting to see that we're kind of working with them to see what might be the next steps of how we can explore planting churches throughout the conference. It's interesting because also maybe about a year and a half ago when Jessica Schrock-Rangenberg was still here, she had this hope that our conference would develop some t- type of network of missionally-minded people. And I believe that Carla Minter from Mennonite Mission Network has sent out some email invitations for participants to start signing up for yes. the network. And I don't think that there's any prerequisite. I think that any interested party in our conference can sign up. Yes, in the anybody have, might have an interest in it. And that actually starts August 29th, so it's mm-hmm. coming. Well, I think the deadline has already passed to sign up but, for that. But, but I think there's some grace there, yeah, so uh, yeah. if we can get this out fast. Yes, <laughs> right. yes, let's publish this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember the, there's the gathered and the sent, and, and it seemed like the gathered team never really kind of formed together we not for any specific reason i know myron was was there and then he was he resigned to his job as as pastor at berlin mennonite and so yeah where's where are those teams at are they both fully staffed and running are they being worked on or well so and i i speak more for the gathered piece and jacob can share a little bit more for the mission or sent piece Mm -hmm. um but we're continuing to we have a credentialed ministers meeting scheduled for september 12th as a way of of gathering and then we're also looking at in the fall at our cluster meetings this year focusing more on the gathered piece than than the sent piece of how how can we get together from different churches and talk about what's going on in our different churches and 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 maybe explore some ways that we can do things together Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are going on in different parts of the conference but um i think we can do a better job at it yeah. And is there a, a team or are you just heading that up yourself? Um, I'm heading it up. Uh, Ralph okay. Reinford, the regional pastor, is part of it as well. And Dan Hooley is a part of it. And so, okay, Dan's. In, okay. And Jacob, we're planning on doing a whole podcast with you about the missional team. So we'll let you give a little teaser for that podcast here. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, in, in a nutshell, um, our work has has slowed down since ACA, but we're starting to put a lot of energy now into the launch in October of a new cycle of missional discipleship groups in the conference. The other big thing, too, we're uh, starting to plan for is the 2020 Missional Festival in mm-hmm. Bluffton. And so there is an actual specific group in addition to our team that's doing that planning, but we are also connected with them. And and you are as well, right? right? With and that's almost like yeah. a, 
it has a very strong missional component mm-hmm. of it, but it's it's a family gathering, so it's also there's the gathered mm-hmm. component that goes with that as well. So yeah. yeah. So things coming our way that we yes. need, and, but you mentioned for all credentialed, it's all credentialed people in yes. Ohio conference. Yes, it's September Tuesday, September twelfth. Okay, and I'm sure Judy wants to know if you're coming. Yes. Good. Well, glad to hear those things are being worked on. Maybe we could hear a little bit about the feedback you've been hearing from the conference after convention this mm-hmm. summer. Mennonite Church USA convention. Um, actually, I think Ohio Conference was very well represented uh, from many congregations. Um, the feedback that I have received has been mixed, a lot of positive. I had a lot of people say that they really sensed the Holy Spirit's presence in many different ways. They appreciated the worship, especially the youth and the adults being together. They appreciated the Bible study from Thomas Yoder Neufeld, his Bible study on Ephesians. There seemed to be a very good spirit present, but there was also some concerns expressed. Interestingly, it seemed to be by some of our more younger pastors that hadn't been there before, and for them, it just seemed like there was maybe a disconnect a little bit of, they weren't sure whether the denomination is where their church or where they are at theologically. Um, To to them, it was more noticeable then. Hmm. And I'm not sure that's... Reflecting on it, I'm not, and and having now dialogue with some of the other conferences and conference ministers, that I'm not sure that the Mennonite Church USA convention represents Mennonite Church USA as a whole. That was the concerns that were expressed, but but a lot of positives about the Mennonite Church USA convention as well. And that's just things that you've heard going going around. There hasn't, yeah, most of it has been solicited. I I asked for pastors and for feedback about what their experience was, and from their delegates at the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can see both of those things. I I, I was there. Jacob, you were on sabbatical. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see see understand both of those. I really appreciated the speakers and where does Ohio Conference fit in all of, all of this? I heard people say that the intergenerational piece was really well done this time, integrating youth and adult. Yes, was that was mm-hmm. that accurate? Or? The worship services were combined. Worship yeah. services yeah. were combined. Mm-hmm. And and then the one big decision that they voted, the delegate body voted on, was to encourage and allow delegates from age 16 and up to, to be a part of it. And even though they, they've always been, but it, now it's going to be encouraged. And so there's, it seemed to be a much more youth or young adult involvement even in delegate session than we've had before. So, yeah, that was Exciting. good. Taking a couple of months step back here, I think one of the first things that leadership team did this year was working on an identity statement. It seems like it was pretty soon after ACA. Could you circle back for those? Uh, maybe dust that off for us. Uh, I remember you you put it out and it had All right. it was it was more than it was more than a paragraph. So uh, maybe a little bit of the rationale, the goal for goal of that uh, feedback you heard from it. Well, it seemed like shortly after ACA, and, and and I'm not sure it was because of I think there was a couple things that played into it. One was that the Mennonite Church USA convention was coming in July, and then there was a CLC meeting right around the same time, which is the Constituency Leadership Council that represents the different conferences of Mennonite Church USA. There was some discussion about looking at the membership guidelines. And so some of the people throughout conference that are kind of questioning where we're at as a conference versus where of Mennonite Church USA is at was asking questions about, well, where is Ohio Conference? Pretty much something that I thought needed to be done is just to kind of clarify where Ohio Conference is, is at and that we have not changed 
over the past several years where we've been at. We still affirm the Confession of Faith in the Mennonite perspective, and and we have decided to focus our attention on what does it mean to be um, churches in our own communities today and, and the gathered and sent peace. And so I, I just kind of wanted to provide some clarity about where mm-hmm. we are at as a conference. So is anything in that document new that leadership team penned themselves, or is that all kind of pulling from where things that have been said and stated and written before. Right. Nothing, nothing in the document was new. It was okay. where we have said that we are as a conference over the last several years. Okay. I thought it was important that we at least clarify where we are today, not knowing where God is going to take us into the next couple of years. But, mm-hmm. Good. And I didn't get a lot of feedback from people. I didn't, I'm not sure if we expected a lot, but... Um, I see that there's a part highlighted on the document. I'm real <laughs> curious. What is that part that's highlighted? <laughs> Or there's several highlights. Well, one of them was the the conference will help congregations clarify their own identities to meet the needs of their community. Mm, And and that was, that that is part of our, of the purpose of Ohio Conference. And actually that was kind of the stimulus to the entire document that we put out because Mm. we felt, well, if we're asking congregations to clarify their own identities, we thought it was important that Ohio Conference clarifies their identity, Mm. kind of taking the lead in it. Yes. That makes me think about the uh, immigration resolution this year at ACA. We often don't recognize in our communities the immigrants in our midst. And I think that this whole idea of helping us know our identity, know our community, that was one example of how conference was working at that well, like helping us draw attention to, oh, who are the immigrants in our midst and how can we hear their stories? And And we just talked about that at our ministry development team meeting yesterday was, we again, it's kind of one of those things where we passed the resolution at ACA about different steps that we're going to take to help make us more knowledgeable about the immigrants in our own communities and throughout the state and our nation. And so what are we doing to follow up on it? We want to make sure that our congregations are following up on the resolution. As, well, as we wrap up here, Dick, any reflections you want to, to end with? That you're, now that you're eight months in and you have been through an ACA, you've been through an MCUSA convention and... Eight months in, I'm discovering that I still have a lot to learn, and it's a big, it's a big job. But I'm just as excited about it as I was when, when I took over. That there's, I, I think we live in an interesting time. There's a lot going on in our culture, and it's changing rapidly. But I'm also excited about who God calls us to be as His church today. I'm excited about the people that we have in conference. Um, there's a lot of people that have a lot of energy and a lot of excitement and uh, and are, and want to be faithful to who God calls us to be. So I'm, I'm excited about where God is leading us in the months and years that lie ahead. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us for our time with Dick, and we hope that you will take some things away from this conversation uh, back to your own church as we move forward together as a conference. Ohio people with Mennonite views And they're gonna give us some missional news Ohio Conference Cast Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners. <laughs>